Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to episode 291 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a blog post from October 2nd, 2019. It's titled, Jess Orr on what she learned by leaving Toyota. Now, last week was our fifth annual Kinexus User Conference, or Kinexicon, as we now call it. One of our keynote speakers was Jess Orr. She is a former Toyota engineer who shared perspectives on what it was like to now lead continuous improvement in another company. Jess has previously presented three webinars for us at Kinexus. You can find links at the end of the blog post. You can find this at leanblog.org slash audio 291. So in her talk and in these past webinars, um, Jess always has something insightful to say. I took a lot of notes during her talk, so here are some of the highlights as I captured them. So on leaving Toyota, Jess said it was very difficult to leave because, quote, a lot of my identity was wrapped up in Toyota. Just found that the challenge in going to another company was that maintaining a culture of continuous improvement, which she did at Toyota, was different than building that culture someplace else. So she also added, having a vision of what good looks like doesn't necessarily mean you know how to get from here to there. So learning Toyota, what was it like working at Toyota? She said, It was a well-choreographed dance, and they did a good job of helping her understand what the company was about through their orientation training. She said, everyone was obsessed with Kaizen. So their Kaizen goal was everybody a little better every day. In their training, they taught just things like, uh, one, the Toyota production system, origins, and tools. Two, activities that illustrated one-piece flow. Three, the culture, the values of continuous improvement and respect for people, which you could call, they call the Toyota way. And four, what Kaizen means. She defines it as good change. She added, Toyota doesn't just build cars, they build people. So problems are not a negative. Just shared the way that Toyota defines problems. There is an ideal state. And as she said, none of us are there. Then you look at the current state. The gap between current and ideal is the problem definition. They also ask, what's the target we're shooting for now that might be short of ideal? So an example of this would be aiming for a 25% reduction in defects. In fact, Jess proposed such a target for a project she was assigned to, and her manager immediately replied, well, how about 50%? As she started the work, the, the manager asked, who's on your team, as it wasn't expected that she would work alone. Just ended up leading an effort that reduced defects by 75%. She said, quote, it built my confidence and capability. I was hooked. Jess also added that she worked on very difficult problems, as she called it, as there was no longer any low-hanging fruit there at Toyota. Uh, she reflected on how leaders were coaches who never gave me the answer, as she said, since they were wanting her to build critical thinking skills. So going to a new company. Jess joined a company that was 10 years into their lean journey. She said she was confident and that she would show them how it's done, quote unquote. As she put it, the lessons in humility were quick and relentless. Jess also saw situations where improvement led to backsliding in performance. Her reflection was that asking employees to participate in improvement is not the same as truly engaging hearts and minds, but things got better after those stumbles, as she called them. 
So there are three key lessons that Jess shared from her career and her transition from Toyota to another company. One, seek first to understand. Just talked about how being a humble learner requires a deep understanding of the current situation, including one, the pain points, and two, the people. Just then looked back to Toyota a bit and said that Toyota never knew the true financial impact of improvements as the company didn't focus on dollars. Back to her second point, she said that you have to, quote, really get to know the people working in the process, taking time to know more than their names. You need to learn things like their motivations, their skills, and their frustrations. Two, our role is to facilitate, not to fix. Just advise the audience to, quote, slow down and resist the urge to fix people's problems for them. Now, I've heard, you know, as I've heard other Toyota people say, she suggested that we don't take away ownership and that we don't inadvertently send a message of, I don't think you're capable of solving this problem. Oh, and she added another really interesting point that the word facilitate, if you look in the dictionary, facilitate means to make easy, which is an interesting insight. Something to think about as uh, process improvement facilitators. If we're going to use that word, we should be making it easier for people. Then our third key point, leverage continuous improvement as a way to build people. So just recommended that we focus on building people, not just fixing the problem and not just fixing the business. She said facilitators should, quote, not just do improvement with them, but also for them. When you build people and involve them, she said, continuous improvement reveals hidden superstars. And I've certainly seen that in my own work. Just said that people might have skills, but uncertainty. When you facilitate, you can help others run the project and serve as a coach instead of doing it for them. During the Q&A, I asked Jess if Toyota used A3s for every problem or if some problems were small enough so that it wasn't necessary to do a formal A3. Well, Jess said that Toyota used A3 for complicated problems, which is the same dynamic and approach that I've recommended and have also seen at Cleveland Clinic, as I blogged about yesterday. She also talked about Toyota Kata as a, quote, phenomenon that she saw at Toyota. She saw it as a form of controlled experimentation. She said there were times when they took a less formal approach of try and see if it works. She wrapped up by saying her goal should be to, quote, develop a small army of problem solvers where people are making improvements without being asked. So thanks again to Just for sharing her experiences, her insights and reflections you can go again to leanblog.org slash 291 um, to find links to the webinars that she has been kind enough to present for Kinexus. One was called How to Use A3 Thinking in Everyday Life. The second was a deep dive into A3 thinking. And the third one was applying strategy deployment to your personal goals. So I hope you'll go check that out. Um, and again, if you're enjoying this podcast, I know it's uh, intermittent at times, but I hope you will... Um, rate and subscribe in your favorite podcast directory. Thanks for listening.